0: Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio The Mighty 790 KFGO and I'm your host Doug Lear. The last shot. The last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Podcast Extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people in the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week?
1: Thanks, Doug. Checking elsewhere around North Dakota, fishing is definitely slower in terms of angler numbers although Devil's Lake still enjoys a nice amount of activity, and it remains fair for small walleye, with some nice fish showing up occasionally. Try the chain of lakes, including Mike's Lake or Lake Irving, or work shallower water for larger fish using jigging wraps on the main lake itself. Look for a mix of panfish, including perch, bluegill, and crappie from Lake Ashtabula, while the Jamestown Reservoir not seeing a bunch of anglers is producing some walleye perch and crappie. Work deeper water, though, for pike on the reservoir, and try the river itself for pike. Spiritwood Lake also has some bass activity. Out west, the Missouri River tailrace remains slow, with a few catfish and walleye coming from the spillway channel from boats. Try jigs and minnows or lindy rigs and nightcrawlers, and if you're working the main river, try crankbaits. There's still limited salmon and trout activity, however. Shore fishing remains slow during the day with better success at night, kind of the same old, same old there. Look for occasional success from the wing walls during the day. The east end of Lake Skakwe is producing a few walleye off the points in about 40 to 50 feet, using spinners or slow death hooks and minnows. Some fish are shallower, but those fish seem less active. Try Stanky or Douglas Bays on the south side, or Government Bay and around Alcatraz Island on the south side. Douglas and Stanky on the north side, though. The midsection around the Van Hook Arm is generally slow for both angler activity and fish catching. Those anglers on the water are still working deep. Work around the thermal climb in about 75 feet and deeper for salmon on the east side. Try shallower before sunrise with crankbaits or try a variety of presentations later in the day. The spawning salmon should be moving in. It's definitely the time of the year for them to start showing up. But most salmon are still running in the three to five pound range. Waterfall season opens September 23rd for resident waterfall hunters, but it's still the time of the year when most ducks are brown ducks, so be sure of your identification. That's also holding true for grouse and partridge hunters, and try to avoid mistaking a young pheasant that's not in full plumage.
0: Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale. And she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. You know, tying back into the the discussion on chronic wasting disease, one of the things I want to really, really uh, impress upon is when we talk about size restrictions on fish on Devil's Lake or Lake Sakakawea, and anglers are asking, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? I've always tried to really impress upon uh, on anglers is that game and fish is made up of biologists and fisheries managers that love the resource. They love fishing and they want to do the best that they can for the anglers, for the population, not just simply for themselves, but for future generations and, uh, and other anglers. So when they're making a decision not to put on a slot limit on Devil's Lake or um, a trophy limit of uh, one over or whatever on Lake Sakakawea, the Missouri River, or 14-inch restrictions on some of the other bodies of water. They're, they're, they're making that choice based on biology and fisheries management, and it's for, the, it's for the anglers, it's for the fishery, and it's to not intentionally put any barriers or any hurdles up for anglers, just for the sake of doing it. Conversely, understand and realize when it comes to hunting big game over bait, when it comes to making decisions for the health of a deer herd, for the future of hunting and deer hunting in North Dakota, those same wildlife managers, the director of game and fish, Jeb Williams, the deputy director, Scott Peterson, the chief of wildlife, Casey Anderson, the assistant chief Bill hasey those those gentlemen are from North Dakota. They love North Dakota. They have a passion for hunting and the outdoors of North Dakota. That's why they're doing the job that they're doing. It's you know it, I think as anybody would tell you that um, it's it's not a job that you're doing just for the sake of doing. It's because you love the heritage of hunting in North Dakota. You love the wildlife of North Dakota. And you appreciate the people that also share that similar that, that 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 similar love for North Dakota. So when it comes to making those decisions that maybe hunters don't want to accept, or maybe hunters uh, you know push push back a little bit on it's it's for the it's for the health of the deer herd. And if you can if you can understand and appreciate, it's for this generation's hunters and the next generations and your and your grandkids. And that's why when, when the science of chronic wasting disease is weighed and the best decisions that can be made, our, our wildlife veterinarian, Dr. Charlie Bonson, has the, the respect of our wildlife managers, our director, our administration, and quite frankly, uh, the, other, the, the others in the outdoors world across the nation, very well respected in who he is, what he knows, what he does. And Charlie's a guy... If uh, if you're that impassioned about chronic wasting disease, he's gone to the meetings. Um, I remember he he was at the Holiday Inn CWD meeting. It wasn't like okay, we're going to just present some information. Charlie was there, and that that that's to the to the character of the man that he is. And he'll take the tough questions. He's he's on the radio. He's on the news, and he answers the questions. And he answers them at advisory board meetings. And he does it professionally and i think and i think think if you can understand um you know some of the passion that people have he doesn't take it personally and he listens very well and he responds very politely and calmly where you know i i, I think i can speak for many others is you 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 listen to charlie and you watch charlie and go wow that guy is a cool customer. And maybe that's why he's a, he's a veterinarian, uh, a wildlife veterinarian. And I'm an outreach biologist because, uh, you know, we, we've all got our roles and, and he's great at what he does. Well, it is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available. Then the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the mighty 790 KFGO on FM 104.7. Till next time. I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.